Hey guys, welcome to the Bounce Back Podcast. It is a true pleasure to have you here. My name is Maylise and I will be your host. And I'm so excited to bring you content that you can apply to your life so that you can be at the top of your game even when you are going through challenges. And this podcast is about all things yoga as it relates to being a tool for resiliency. And we're here to dive into how yoga can help us physically, how it can help us mentally and spiritually as well. So we'll dive into each tripart of the yogic practice with various experts. And these experts range from new and seasoned yoga students, emotional intelligence experts, gurus, entrepreneurs, athletes, doctors, you name it. And of course, some of the best yoga teachers out there. So I'm here to share their wisdom with you so that you can bounce back from setbacks quickly and get on with your bright self. So thank you so much for listening and we wish you many bounce backs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bounce Back Podcast. This is Maylise and I am back to being your host after um, last episode where I was not. And today I have a... Very um, exciting guests. This is actually our 30th episode, believe it or not. And um, what a blessing to be able to interview Sarah Glenn, who is my life coach, um, on this 30th episode to uh, symbolize and celebrate um, all that that um, has been created here. So um, if you don't know who Sarah is, Sarah is a life coach, career coach. Um, she has nearly a decade of experience supporting over 3,700 individuals with goal setting, career, life design, which we'll talk about. Um, she's also supported over 150 businesses with their recruiting and staffing strategies, her career in staffing. Um, and recruiting brings all of the goodness that uh, brings a lot of the goodness that um, Sarah brings to the table as a life coach. And I know since she's mine, um, she is trained through the Robbins Mundane School of Coaching as a career and life coach and has extensive experience as a recruiter, manager, business developer, and coach. And um, just to tell you a little bit about the personal, uh, my personal thoughts on Sarah, um, I, I think I'll start crying if I go too much into it, but I started working with Sarah on June 15th of 2020. And at the time I was unemployed, I was completely miserable. I had no direction. I, um, you know, didn't really know what I was doing with my life um, to be fully transparent, um, you know, acting like it on the outside, but very much not on the inside. And, you know, I was just really down. I was really depressed. And um, I started working with Sarah on the 15th of June. And here we are, um, seven months later. And I just like, I don't even know who I am. <laughs> I, I have been, I have been transformed. Um, and, you know, it's kind of crazy. The second you start investing in yourself, um, what happens. And it's like, I, I just started making more money than I, like, I don't even know where it came from. Um, I'm organized with my budgets. Like I have my credit scores gone up like crazy. I have three jobs now instead of zero. Like I live in a home where I feel good with my partner. Like, I mean, it's just, 
it, it's absolutely insane how um, how much I have been able to accomplish with Sarah by my side. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to um, Sarah Glenn. Welcome to the Bounce Back Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And man, if ever I'm having a rough day, I'm playing that <laughs> intro <call> because <laughs> you are my official hype woman. I love it. Well, thank you for having me. And I feel so honored to be here and so honored to be here on your 30th episode. So congratulations to you. Thank you. And shout out to Callie who brought us together and shout out to Zizi who brought Callie and I together. Um, I this, love that story. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much good like lady, um, lady empowerment. Um, so let's get started. So great. Um, what does bouncing back mean to you? Yeah, I love that question. So, you know, bouncing back to me is and I, I think about it from a space of yoga because I know your background and I know with your yoga ball and, you know, I, I think about your ball as almost like, um, like an anchor, mm. right? And I've not had the wonderful opportunity. Yeah, break it out. I've not had the opportunity to practice with it, but it just seems right like that. Like it's there as a, um, an anchor and as a support. And that when I think about describe it you're so well coordinated today also sorry I know um for those of you listening Melee says yellow nails a yellow ball and a yellow sweater and she looks fabulous um <laughs> so for me if we think about like bouncing back I, I think about it as um it's like a recentering almost from a space of having that support and so you know the phrase like we don't rise to the occasion like we fall to our training mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. And so I, I think a little about bouncing back as a combination of thinking about what from our training do we want to bring forward with us that we can then lean on, right, as, as the springboard to moving forward. So that, that a bounce back for me is both like settling back to like what are the core things and principles, right, that have worked for us and also then how do we want to propel those? Because if we think about it, right, bounce and back are almost conflicting statements yeah because if you're bouncing right either it's usually it's up or it's forward I mean I guess sometimes you can bounce backward and back is is this leaning and supporting and so I see it as I love the name of your podcast for that reason because it's like okay well what am I relying on that's foundational and we could go way off on that tangent but we won't do that quite yet um and then where do we want that to take us bouncing forward Mm, I love it. Yeah. And there's been, there has been a couple episodes where there people are like, well, I'm mid bounce or I'm like yeah. you're bouncing, you know, bouncing can mean so many things. You can bounce up, down, side to mm -hmm. side. I love the idea and the visual, like the feeling I get when you're like bringing it back down as an anchor, almost like the anchoring yes. feeling of bouncing back is definitely a, a beautiful concept. Yeah. Um, love it. And um, to go into, so you mentioned yoga, which is yeah. was the original, um, the original focal point of this podcast was how mm -hmm. do you um, use yoga as a tool, practice yoga as a tool to bounce back and, and, you know, stemming from the, the blessing that yoga has been in my life when I yeah. needed to bounce back. Um, so what is your favorite yoga pose and why? Love this. Yes. I love this question so much. So, um, I, 
I'm going to say two things right now. I'm in a phase of yin yoga. And the reason that I'm in a phase of yin yoga is because uh, I think for me, a lot of 2020 and now feeding into 2021 is like being still and holding space for myself. And that in that being still and holding space for myself, that two poses really are helping me a lot and they're not hard and they're not complex, but a Cobra pose that's allowing me to just like open everything up and really focus on expanding my lungs and like oxygenating my breathing and um, frankly, like bending my spine in the opposite direction of like hunched over my computer screen all day long. That feels really good for me as a Cobra pose. And then also child's pose of that almost that opposite, right? Of just that stretched out and really expanding again, my lungs, but in a way where they're almost like pressing back up against my spine mm-hmm. as the two poses that in my yin yoga practice right now are, are serving me so, so, so well. Yeah. Mm, I love it. And for those of you who are listening, who don't know what yin yoga is, let's just touch on that very briefly. Because I love that you're you're doing yin, and I love that you're doing cobra pose in yin and child's pose in yin. Um, yeah. So, do you? What's your perspective on yin? How would you? Yeah. Describe yin? So for me, I talk about yin yoga. Um, I love it and I hate it as <laughs> this held. The way that I practice yin yoga is like three minutes in each pose, and. I mean, you and I have had so many conversations about sitting still that I feel like we could do an entire episode on that. Um, What's serving me in this three, and I do these guided, so I'm not doing them just by myself with like a three minute timer. Um, But I listen to a bunch of different just folks on YouTube. And the reason that I personally have chosen yin yoga for right now and what's going on in my life is that I am in a phase of physical recovery. So we probably haven't even talked about this, but um, just about every- We always talk about me, so I'm excited to talk (laughs) about you. I know, I'm like, oh, what a hot beat. Um, So just about every joint on the right side of my body has been damaged. Um, And most recently, excuse me, it's been Christmas, not this past Christmas, but um, 2019. Um, I was out for a run and I- sprained my ankle really badly. And so that stopped me from being able to exercise. It also threw off my hips because I was in a boot, like just all kinds of things. So anyway, all of that to say, I've had a lot of muscle tightness that I'm trying to realign in my body. And so what the yin yoga of holding these poses for three minutes at a time is doing is it's forcing me like I'm very fidgety for my first 30 to 90 seconds in a pose and then allowing myself to actually trust my body and allow my body to hold myself up Mm. in a way that isn't supernatural for us to do, period. Uh, I have found in this time of the pandemic is it's starting to really serve me well. And I don't love it, I'll be honest with you. Um, But it's something that I have an outstanding physical therapist who I've recently found and she actually, if you want it, we can put it in the show notes because she's life-changing. Yeah. Um, she has really helped me. And, and part of what we're doing is just stretching 
And so holding these poses for extended periods of time is, is really helping my body to settle in and support itself and recover and learn muscle memory and all those sorts of pieces. So that was a really long answer to mm. what is yin yoga for me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love it. And it's so interesting because of where we are in the world. Like if you yeah. think of how connected, you know, yoga, the key teaching of yoga is the, the union of everyone and everything, right? Just this like yeah. beautiful union. Um, and with yin yoga, which is the, the opposite of yang um, yoga, which is more like warrior poses, moving through cardio, like more of like a masculine vibe to it. Um, yeah. Yin is the, the, the feminine side the of being. yoga. The, mm -hmm. Exactly. And um, I always think yin, I always think childbirth, like we endure the pain for a, an amount of time, childbirth, and yeah. then all of a sudden liberation, right? Like yeah. that's kind of what happens in yin yoga is like you're holding this pose and it sucks. Like you could be holding a lunch for, you know, there's some more intense yin yoga classes. You could be holding, you know, a forward lunch for like seven minutes, like if yeah. you really, you know, it's, I mean, you know, maybe not, but, um, you know, for <laughs> like a few minutes, can, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can right now. Um, but you know, and then all of a sudden you just, you're, you're good. Like, it's like, you've like made it through and then it's like, Oh, this feels nice. I'm going to do that tomorrow. And then I'm going to do yeah. that, you know? Um, yeah. so, and I think it's the most brilliant type of yoga for physical recovery and for physical therapy. So that's awesome that, um, your physical therapist who we will put in the show notes. Um, shout out to Liz. Yeah. <laughs> Liz. Liz. Yeah. yeah. All right. Shout out to Liz. Yeah, for sure. Cause it definitely is, um, like for athletes, for any type of recovery is, is like, cause it's a mental and physical practice, which yeah. you need the connection between the two to really move past that injury. So yeah, love it. I love it. All right. Well, we got yoga, um, checked off. Check. Love it. <laughs> done <laughs> um so and for those of you cobra you're on your belly you bring your hands by your sides palms flat to the earth and you just press into your hands and then open up the chest squeeze shoulders backwards and it's just this beautiful heart opener um child's pose so many benefits to that pose obviously hip opener um, allowing your heart to drop towards the earth it's a beautiful shoulder opener as well it's kind of like a nice full body. Um, and I love that you're doing it for yin because child's yoga is you child's pose is usually considered a resting pose. Um, but I love Not to for three minutes. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I love an active child's pose. Like you yeah. can press your hands into the ground, mm -hmm. spread your fingers, like push the earth away. It's just, yeah. there's so many ways to, to, um, expand into the pose. So I love it. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into um, the things that you, you're, you're basically like you taught me how to bounce back. So you've been uh, and like we're working for a, another year together. We just scheduled our classes or our, um, our sessions. Um, but so you're to me like everything that you represent is bouncing back and bouncing in general, you know, like you don't have to be coming off of this crazy injury or, or life trauma, like to be, to want to bounce back. Um, it could yeah. also be 
you don't have to be unemployed or, you know, it could just be like, you're not super happy. So I wanted to hear about, um, speaking of that, your company is called completely, um, completely coaching and the, um, reoccurring message is creating a life that you're completely happy about that you're completely. Yeah. So, so talk to us a little bit about what that means and, um, and why you chose that name and, and, decided to go into it that way. Oh my gosh. I love this question. So yeah. So my, my company is called completely and the, the phrase that I associate with completely is creating the life and career that you deserve. And the reason that that is, and I want to make sure I'm understanding your question so I don't go off on a tangent where I'm not answering it, but that the reason why I've named the company that way and why that's so important to me is that I am a career coach and I am a life coach. And while I am serving in each of those roles, I'm, I am the duality of both. And so what I mean when I say that is that we can't, in my opinion, look at a single aspect of our life as it's just this one thing in a box in a vacuum and I just wanna work on this one thing, right? Um, you know, like you, and I, I hope you don't mind me. We didn't really talk about what I was going to say, yeah, you, you but, can say anything from our sessions. Um, that's helpful. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, I just, I think about when we had even our sample coaching session that you came to me for career coaching, right? Of, I don't know what I want to do with my career. And I, you know, I haven't, I haven't been working because of COVID and like, wow, the gym, I don't know what to do. Right. And so we sort of started under the um, intention of figuring out career. And we did that by looking at all of the aspects of your life. Right. And it's even in the, your oh gosh, like so heartwarming opening that you made mention, right? Like your finances, right. Your organization, how, where you live, right. Like your relationships and with yourself and with your loved ones, right. It's all these different pieces. And that in taking care of each of those different pieces, this beautiful thing has happened with your career where you're affecting kids and education and movement and empowering the community and then bringing those two things together. And the way that you are able to do that is it's why my business is called completely. It's, it's why the practice that I hold with each of my clients is let's look at you as a complete and whole human being. And from that space of looking at you wholly and looking at you holistically and looking at you from a place of integrity and of honor and of transparency, which are the foundations of my business, then how do we design the life and the career that you deserve? And so that's why the name completely, I, I, does that answer your question? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I feel, I feel that, um, you know, I think you're right. I didn't even remember, but yeah, when I first, when we first started working together, I was unemployed. So, and I had been in a career in fitness and the gyms were closed. So it was kind of like, what do I do next? I don't know what I want to get into. You know, I had no idea. And like my unemployment money was running out. So I was like, all right, we got to figure this out. Like I, you know, and I was applying to jobs that there was nothing that was like really, and I, I don't even think we, 
it's, it's so interesting to me how, like you, what you're saying, we dove into so many different parts of my life and it's almost in focusing on those parts that the career just kind of like magically appeared. So, I mean, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And what you just said there is so important and it's, um, it's beautiful. You said the career magically appeared and yeah, sort of. And also you did all the work to qualitatively raise the experience of your life on the whole. And that then from an elevated state of just not feeling like crap, right? And this is a lot of folks come to me and say, I'm stuck or I'm lost or I don't know what I want or we're in a pandemic and everything sucks, right? Or whatever it is. And that when we start to look at what are all of the areas of your life, that might have the opportunity to have some air breathed into them or some light shown onto them, it's then so much easier to find solutions that work for you, right? Like, I'm sure we said this at one point, like, have you ever been in a crappy mood, just a really bad mood, and Marcus has tried to cheer you up, and you've been like, no, 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 right? Because, and it's the same thing with me, right? Like, if my best friends or whoever my partner is at that time has, like, tried to cheer me up, when we're in a low state, Right? when we don't feel good from an emotional standpoint or a physical standpoint or both, the solutions that we come up with to the scenarios that we're in are low quality solutions or low quality scenarios. And those low quality solutions and scenarios then breed low quality outcomes, which then continue this cycle of then the crappy mood. And so the beauty and the power of coaching is that we elevate my, at least it from my experience and my perspective and what I share in my practice is that we're elevating all of that so that instead of feeling like crap, that you're feeling more empowered, you're feeling more in control, you're feeling more organized, you're feeling more in control of your finances, you're more aware. It's, it's almost like you're kind of picking your head up from like the sand or from being underwater so that you can see what's going on. And then it's like the solutions are actually they were there the whole time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just easier to figure out, right? Like I, I think you mentioned when Marcus was interviewing you, like my grandma wanted me to be a teacher forever, you know, but you couldn't hear it and that's okay. You know? So. Yeah. I come from like a very long lineage of teachers, which is crazy. Um, yeah. And I love the imagery and the, the visualization of like getting your head out of the sand or getting your head above the water. It's almost like this like eagle, the like eagle bird's eye view where you're yeah. like, that you're not really able to have when you're down in, in, in the ground, literally. Yes. Um, yes. You know, so when you're down, it's so hard to have that big vision. Everything feels unachievable. Everything feels like hard and and dreadful just stuck stuck. so yeah yeah, you kind of pull back out look at what's going on and then it just starts to um magically come together with hard work um (laughs) magical thing about hard work is it will get you what you want (laughs) it's crazy how that works wild only i would have listened to that when i'm (laughs) um yeah guys you heard it here it's hard work that hot takes Hot takes. Hot takes. And, but hard work can become, and we've talked about this on another episode of like, hard work can become like easy because once you're Mm -hmm. in the flow, like once, Mm -hmm. like getting to your perfect ideal flow is, is 
very hard. It's hard to get to a place where you're like, Hell yeah. Love my life. I wake up in the morning and I have a four hour work week because I only do four hours or less of work I don't want to do. It's yep. not easy to create that life, right? And like creating the life you deserve is not easy. That and yeah. having a coach is very helpful. You can't do it. It's hard to do on your own. And um, it's it's we're all in this together. And I'm not even pitching Sarah because she's too booked. So sorry, guys. <laughs> You can get on her wait list. Um, but, you know, there's other, we, we can put like some resources out For there. Sure. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, um, it's very important to recognize that it's not easy. Um, yeah. And that and it's, it's not easy. And also it, but it doesn't have to be hard. Right. And like, I actually think it's really cool if we want to tie this back to the practice of yin yoga. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Like conceptually, it's not that hard. Right. And then the thing that yields the results is the consistency and the pushing through it or the allowing it to be when your muscles are burning or you're having a hard time breathing or like you have an itch on your back that you can't reach, right? That, that what you've done so beautifully and, you know, we can talk a little about my experience if it's helpful of, I've been working on designing the life and career that I deserve since 2015 and it's like progressively better year after year. And I, I am now starting to feel like I'm there mm. and it's, it's through consistency and, and, but that the consistency doesn't have to be hard. And hard doesn't have to be a bad thing. That's yes. the other thing too. Like, so I feel like, good. Yeah. you know, because yeah. yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's hard. Like everyone's like so hard. Well, hard doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's yeah. just like you stepping out of your comfort zone is not a bad thing. It's a, that's mm -hmm. what makes you grow. And then also yeah. like, I was going to add to the consistency piece. I think it's also, and we talk about this a lot in our sessions about, um, and maybe you can touch on that. I think it would be helpful about how the brain operates and retraining the brain because a lot of the hard work is retraining that mindset muscle, right? Like yeah. even just get, for me to get to that mindset of like, this isn't hard. It's just like, I just, it's, it just is, or it just yeah. is like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and I can see that like on the other side and the more you practice that, the more you start mm -hmm. to see like, Oh, it works. Like it works. And then you can't go back cause you like have felt the, have yeah. felt it working. So tell us a little bit about, um, what happens in our brains with the, why is it so difficult for people to like have these shifts? Um, totally. Because, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So two pieces I'm going to attempt to talk about um, in an organized fashion. So the first thing to talk about is state of human being is that we are wired in a way such that it, it just feels better when we're right about stuff. I mean, I don't know about you, but mm -hmm. for me, and I'm going to guess for a lot of the folks listening, it just, it feels better when we're correct about something. Yeah. Like, is that an experience that you have? Like, of course, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And, and in that kind of, I want one of those balls so bad. Oh, they're so great. So comfortable. Um, we'll, we'll work on it. Please. Yes. Done. Um, so because we want to be right, 
um, we look for evidence in our world that supports us being right. And there's nothing incorrect or bad or wrong about that. It's just, that's a fact. So, you know, um, I can't get my finances organized. Let's take that as a belief that somebody holds. Okay, well, if you tell yourself consistently, I can't get my finances organized, guess what kind of evidence you're gonna look for? Evidence that's going to point to you not being able to get your finances organized because that actually proves you right, which in some ways satisfies you feeling good. Mm -hmm. Now it also has very negative detrimental uh, effects on you, but that, so hold that, right? Like let's put a pin in that we as humans, we like to be right. And so then what will happen is that we look for evidence out in the world that directly supports the beliefs that we have. So there's that piece. And then the second piece towards, um, and I think this is really like the original question that you were asking of why it's hard for us to make a change, hard in quotes, for us to make a change goes back to the way that human beings became the creatures that we are today in 2021. So if we think about back in the day, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, when humans lived outside in nature, in tribes, and we were getting chased around by saber-toothed tigers. Our brains as a human species were still developing then. And in our brains developing and evolving then, our brain, if we, if, um, for those of you who are listening, it's broken into sort of three chunks, that technical term chunks there, um, that- Scientific. <laughs> right? This is, we're getting um, very specific with our coaching here. But th so three big chunks. So there's the right and left hemispheres, right? That are like the squiggly kind of like meatloafy looking parts of our brain. And then there's this last piece in the back kind of that settled up underneath those hemispheres that is a more dense piece of our brain that actually connects to your spinal cord. So if you can see, that's like this piece right here. So for those of you who are listening, this is going to be right below your two main hemispheres of your brain. That third chunk of your brain is the oldest piece of the human brain in terms of years of our brain development or evolution. And so that part of our brain was responsible, is responsible for keeping us alive. So if we think about that from being chased around by saber-toothed tigers and living in tribes outdoors, right? What, what that part of our brain did was it kept us alive and it kept us sort of out of harm's way. And the way that our brain did that was it made us pretty um, resistant to doing things that felt either uncertain or new or different. And the reason why is because things back in the day that were uncertain or new or different could get you killed, right? Throw a rock at a saber-toothed tiger, your arm is going to get ripped off at best, Right. And we won't talk about Tiger King, but I really want to. Um, or like or, you know, peer too far down that cliff and you may fall off or stick your hand in the fire. Right. So what our that part of our brain became wired to do was keep us out of, quote, harm's way by keeping us doing things that we already knew how to do such that they became pre-programmed habits so that we didn't even really have to think about them. Awesome, super cool and helpful when you are getting chased around out in the wild. The thing is here in 2021, what that shows up as is a resistance to trying something new or trying something different 
because of this biological pre-programming to avoid uncertainty or to avoid things that are new because from this biological standpoint, this evolutionary pre-programming standpoint, those things might get you killed when you're with saber-toothed tigers. But here in 2021, that does not serve you right? Because then it's, oh, I'm afraid to um, ask that person out, or I'm afraid to take the step to actually look at my bank account, or I'm afraid to actually get that training course that might get me certified to figure out if I want to start my business. Those things are not going to kill you. But here's the thing, that oldest piece of our brain, it does not care whether or not you are happy. Mm. All it's in charge of is keeping you alive. And so the challenge then for us here today is we want to be happy. And so then my role as a coach and my coach's role in supporting me is for us to look at, okay, well, what do we want? Even if it is new or different or quote scary from the pre-programming standpoint. And what do we gain from moving towards that? But also what does it cost us and really cranking up the negative impacts of what it might cost us because then that is the thing that really lights a fire under your ass to move away from the painful thing and towards the thing that's going to actually get you to where you want to be so that's the way to harness that human biology and human psychology in a way to help move you forward towards your goals Mm, yeah. And it's, I think, um, the more you see evidence of that yeah. working, the more you're, yeah. you open up to it. Um, and I think, you know, part of it is kind of like trusting that it's going to work. Right. Cause there's yeah. so much out there. That's like, do this for, to have a great life, do this, do that, do that. We're kind of like an overload. Um, yeah. so trusting is, is um it's harder to to do that like on the spot anymore yeah. you know um it's harder to hear our own our own intuition even because there's so much coming at us um so but yeah like what's on the other side of conquering that you know is is the life that you deserve and that like deserve, yeah. even just say like even just believing that you deserve a good life is hard you know yeah. like i mean that yeah. that's some like to me at least like because of all the conditioning that yeah. some of the conditioning that i've had um in various aspects of my life i'm like wait you mean to tell me that i can have I can, I can build a life I that I love and what? like actually be, you know, all the things that I like think about all the time that I would like to be. And then it's like, yeah, you can, you can do that. Um, 100%. And some and people might think you're crazy, like your parents. Yes. Yes. Or, you know, it, some people might think you're crazy or some people might think that that's um, selfish or some people might think that, you know, who are you to want that? And it, there's, the way that people, you are not responsible for the way that people respond to you and your goals. You're also not responsible for their emotions. And the way that people respond to you and what you say is a direct reflection of what that person thinks and feels about themselves internally. And that, that it is, it's okay. You can't please everyone. And if you spend your time attempting that, then the things and people that are meant for you aren't going to be as readily available because you're going to be pulled in so many different 
directions. And, you know, as you said, it, it is okay to want those things and it's okay to not know how to do that by yourself. I mean, gosh, we could talk about the army that I have, the village that supports me um, in helping to get me to where I am. Um, but it's really about getting and asking for and being receptive to allowing the support that you want so that mm. you can move towards the the life or the career or the what the house the family the whatever the lifestyle is that you really want and that you do deserve yeah and i mean if i can just testify on that real quick because preach, sister, i literally preach. like just checked off my last box like you know, when we first started meeting, that was something that I had on my, like, I wanted a therapist, I wanted a doctor, like a family doctor, I could call up, you know, I wanted a dentist, I wanted, uh, you know, all the things that I, I felt like I needed to be supported. Um, yes. And just to feel, you know, healthy and good. And at, like I really didn't believe in it like when it like I wasn't able to like visualize it but I did the steps to call and find people and I mean like I think I just found like the most amazing gynecologist in the world I'm so excited I for think her, I, what I you sent, sent me yeah. I know yeah like her Instagram is so cool and I really hope she's my guy now like I'm like maybe yes. there's another one of you but I hope there isn't um yes, I love and it. and my dentist is awesome all like women all women owned businesses mm -hmm. my like I have I literally built a team of women <laughs> yes, yes. I have like my therapist who's awesome I have my psychiatrist who's awesome I have um my dentist who's awesome I have you I have a doctor now like a family doctor um, I just found out I have um, acupuncture that I can yep. go to, which has definitely helped me in the past. And it's, you know, all of it, it was accepting that like, I needed that and um, that it wasn't like, you know, the, the um, getting past the, the mentality of like, who are you to like have all these things when people don't have this or, you know, like that type mm -hmm. of mentality of like, and even like today when I found out that acupuncture was covered on my insurance plan and I was like, wow, like how did I even, like, how did I get, like, how do I yeah. get that lucky? You know, I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. haven't done acupuncture since high school because I couldn't afford it. You know, yeah. I mean, I really couldn't. And I know it, how much it helped me. Um, and I know that right now I'm going through, you know, I like be residual and just cause we're in the middle of a pandemic, like let's all remember that. Um, we are living through a historical, his, very, you know, uh, intense historical periods of time. My anxiety is through the roof. And mm -hmm. so I, in order for me to operate well in everything that I do, like I've accepted that I need help and that help yeah. is here when I open up to it. And that yes. like things yeah. that I, you know, again, like that I wouldn't even think possible that I now have this like beautiful team every other week I meet yeah. with you and then I mean with I mean just the the it's just um it's just uh it's just amazing it's Once, beautiful and yeah and you were able to create that Melise from I mean and tell me what you think about this I don't want to be putting words in your mouth but you're able to create this by asking right and starting to talk about it and 
you know, there may be listeners right now who say, well, like, I don't even have freaking health insurance right now. Like, how could I have a psychiatrist or a therapist or a coach or a whatever? And Melissa and I are in this beautiful, lucky, fortuitous place where we can have those things. And also, if that's not your scenario, that doesn't mean that there are no resources for you. And this is what I mean by having someone, it could be a mentor, it could be a friend, it could be a family member, it could be a a teacher, right? Anyone who you trust in their guidance and that you would maybe welcome or support as a strategic partner to say, hey, like, I'm feeling kind of funny about the state of the world or my, you know, I keep bringing up finances, like my finances or my health or whatever, and asking around to start to see what resources might be available to you. Yeah. Yeah. And and to testify to that, I mean, seven months ago, I didn't have insurance. I I mean, I didn't have, I didn't have health insurance for the entire first seven months of last year and it was a pandemic and like, I was scared to death. Terrified. Um, yeah, I was scared to death that I'd get sick and not, you know, um, I didn't start getting health insurance until August and then I got better health insurance. And then now I have like the greatest health insurance that I've ever had in my whole life. Um, but yeah, like, so if you're having a hard time, even like fathoming what that might look like, cause you're like, well, I don't have health insurance. Like, listen, you can make it happen. I promise you it's literally just like a choice. And like you said, use the resources yeah. that you currently have. And they're, you know, I think, fr- I think like humans are a lot better than like reading articles and listening to, you know, I think yeah, if you can find totally. like, one human to yeah. to be like your your coach or your mentor or just calling up somebody who you think is awesome and seeing if they'll chat with you for an hour a month i mean you know there's there are a lot of like especially women who are are down for that like who totally. want to do that like i'll offer totally. that up if first person who calls me like i'm happy to to do that you know um and so I love that, um, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to wait, um, to, till you have money or till you have health insurance or till you have X, Y, and Z, um, to, to take a minute to just think about, well, if I remove those thought patterns of, oh, well, I just can't figure it out. I just don't have healthcare. I just don't have whatever, because right. That's the human condition of wanting to prove yourself right. And to say, well, what else might be true about maybe the opposite of what I'm believing? Yeah. And use that as a compass for yourself. Yeah, for sure. And and how hard to prove yourself wrong. <laughs> but like it's that's yes. it's so it's so counterintuitive this, this I know. stuff. You're like Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. Why can't why can't you just be be simple? Um but yeah, no, proving yourself wrong in the areas where you're struggling is kind of like the key to to it all yeah. is like just like try try doing the opposite of what you think is gonna, you know, and see what happens. Um yeah. 100%. I love that. I love that. Um, so I wanted to ask you if there was any in the recent um, recent couple weeks or couple months, like pandemic recent, um, any big breakthroughs for like yourself or your clients, but anything that's kind of like stuck out to you um, in your coaching. So you've been, you've been at this, you've been 
officially a, a business woman and business owner for a year and two months for 12 yeah. months or yeah. 14 months. Yep. Um, which is so cool. Um, I love that. That's amazing. Thank you. So Thank congratulations. You. Thank so you. yeah. So like if you just like close your eyes and think on the last 14 months of, of being officially, um, like your own, you know, your own company and your own boss and all that good stuff um, and coaching others, what has, what sticks out to you? Yeah. So I like no question in my mind, as soon as you started phrasing the question, I was like, I have the answer. Um, so I, as a coach have lots and lots of resources that I um, rely on to keep myself like functional <laughs> and, um, and functioning highly. And so I have an outstanding, I do some group coaching um, that I'm a member of a group coaching community. And then I have my one-on-one -on -one coach, um, Julian, who has just, he's amazing. Um, and what Julian has really, in particular, in the last probably four or five months, um, really helped to show me, and this is something that he's been preaching um, with me and to me and for me the whole time that he and I have been working together. Um, you know, when I started it, it's, I'll tell you what the thing is like land the plates there um, is that it's okay for things to be easy and to allow them to be easy. And so what do I mean by that? And, and why is that a big learning? Right? Because the question you asked, I think is, you know, what's a big thing that you've learned and how has that helped you and how has it impacted you? And am I hearing the question right? Before yeah. Like just okay, break, like break, you know, I, I call them breakthroughs, like yes. call them yeah. whatever you want, but like, yeah, like yeah. Key nuggets of gold and totally. Wisdom. Yes, totally. So yeah. And I mean, this was a huge breakthrough for me because Starting your own business, pardon my French, I'm about to swear, so put me on mute if kids are listening, but starting your own business is fucking terrifying, right? Yeah. Uh, or it can be if you decide to let it to be. And I had allowed it to feel scary in the beginning, right? Because it's, holy shit, how am I going to find clients? Holy shit, how am I going to pay my rent? Like, oh my God, health insurance, like all the things the things, right? And if you allow yourself to spiral, you'll freak out. And I was like really white knuckling the strategy of how to go about creating a coaching practice. And here's the thing. I had hired uh, a, a really close friend of mine and a really incredible business consultant. Um, his name is Gabe with the company Create And to help me design the long-term strategy for my business. Um, at one years, five years, 10, 15, and 20, right? So I had done that up front. So I knew where I was going thanks to him. And it's a strategy called a brand sprint that helped the design exactly where I was going. So I knew that up front. I knew where I was going. Um, and still, right, then I had all these foundational pieces to set up, right? How am I going to organize my clients? How am I going to keep my accounting all in line? How am I going to take care of myself? Where am I going to work? It's a freaking pandemic. And I live in a studio apartment in Washington, DC, all these different things. And I made it hard. And so I had this really beautiful breakthrough conversation with my coach where he said, you know, let's look at, he said, you know, how's it going? And I was like, gosh, like, it's really great. Um, 
I love the work that I'm doing. I'm helping people like you to figure and so many other different kinds of people to figure out their stuff and, and for them to get to where they want to be in their life, which is why I think that um, it's, it's what the, the purpose that I have made to my life. And I looked around and, you know, I'm generating enough income to comfortably be supporting myself. I have all the structures in place for that stuff is good, man. And so he had me sit and I, this is a really beautiful exercise. I don't know if we've done it yet. I'm going to do it with you soon though. Um, if we haven't, you want to do it now, how long is it? (laughs) I think (laughs) you're like, let's go. I think we should do it in a session and I'm happy to record it. We can do it as a podcast, but of looking at literally like, what are all the things that have come into my life? And so he's listing all these things and I'm in sort of this meditative state seeing all these things and then he says and look how easy that was Mm. and like and this was what I was pointing to or talking about earlier in our conversation of like and also it doesn't have to be hard right and like I I didn't know how I was going to get a, a client base right but I figured it out I didn't know how I was going to organize my finances, but I found an accountant and a financial planner, right? I didn't know how I was going to do all these things, but then I found the resources and I followed the steps and the process to do those things. And it happened because as we said, the magical thing about hard work (laughs) is that it yields results and, and with consistency and showing up and just putting in the time and the work every day to it. It's, it's like, I think when we think about the things that are hard right now, like it is very hard right now to be in the healthcare profession, right? To be a doctor, to be a nurse, to be a frontline worker, to be like, I think about the, all of the cleaning staff, all of the folks who are responsible for like cleaning, like servers, right? Mail delivery folks, trash folks, like that, that's hard work right now because that's scary. Like you're literally exposing yourself to a deadly virus every day and probably people who are not the nicest, right? But like when I think about the changes that I wanted to make in my life, recognizing as I say this, that I am coming from a place of privilege and I'm coming from a place of, I, I had the ability and the support system and the, the foundational knowledge to know where and who to go for to, to ask. But that in knowing that, and then in, in simply following through, it really wasn't that hard. Uncertain for sure. And this goes to what we were talking about of that third little piece of our brain that doesn't want us to do things that are uncertain because they feel scary. And then because they feel scary, we'll tell ourselves, oh, it's going to be too hard. Don't do it. Or it has to be hard because it's scary and new and uncertain when that's just not always the case. So for me, that's been my biggest breakthrough is it doesn't have to be hard and it's just, it's okay. And like, you know, okay, this is like a hilarious, um, like external visualization of, um, or like external kind of representation of this. Like, um, before the pandemic, Maylis, like I had straight hair. Like I literally, my hair was not curly. And for those of you who like see this, I have like hilariously, like almost spiral curl hair. Um, I was like making styling my hair hard, you know, I was just like putting so much effort into it to have it be something that it actually like literally wasn't. 
you know, and, and I've never seen you with straight hair. I don't think you haven't because we've been working together for almost exactly a year now. And I've like allowed my hair to be natural for about a year, which is actually easier. Yeah. And beautiful. I love your hair. Thank you. But it's, it's simply looking for like, okay, like what might actually be that's easier and more pleasant and like takes less work, you know? Yeah. I don't know how well that relates, but you put your, 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 does that make sense? I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think so very well. Um, I think so very well. Um, and I think it's part of kind of like, I love, I love the, the contrast between, or the comparison between uncertainty and hard. They're not yeah. the same. They're like, you know, they're totally. different. So like maybe like as a check, check in practices, like, is this yeah. hard or is it uncertain? Yeah. And, and asking like, your, yeah. Like asking yourself, like, what's the meaning I'm making to like the quote discomfort that I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, and you're, you're so dead on me, Lise, of like, is it hard or is it just, I don't know. I just don't know exactly like uh, I would say like for myself just like reflecting on it right now I would say probably like 95% of the time it's probably uncertain like it is it hard like it's not hard like I can it's not hard in the sense that like I'm not gonna have to like cry through it probably you know like I'm probably just it's just gonna be different and uncertain and Uh uh-huh like, I don't know how to end te- like test children on this new exam that I have to do during a pandemic. Like, I don't know how yeah. to do that. It's, but it's not hard. I just have to literally show up, wear a mask, do all the things I got to do. It's just and like completely it uncertain. So it's scary that's, more than. And that's exactly, it's completely uncertain. And so it's scary. That's the exact thing that, um, is, is that's what I was talking about. That's what's pre-programmed into us. And when there's actually a really cool book um, by a woman named Mel Robbins called the five second rule. And she has like a child who has um, anxiety about not sleeping at home. I think there is maybe some bedwetting involved with that. I'm not sure, but he got himself so worked up when he would feel uncertain about staying over at a friend's house that he would have anxiety attacks and then have to come home. And so what they did is they flipped that into when he had that feeling saying, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. And I'm not talking about here, folks, like I am so not a proponent of like, fake it till you make it and like positive thinking, like, no. And like, that's not what I'm saying here. But he, her son was assigning meaning to a feeling that wasn't actually real. Mm. Like, there's a, a, like, if you are feeling, I, I talk about it as I feel funny, right? If you're, and because I feel bad, I feel shitty, I feel happy, I feel whatever. Like, if it's not a normal state, start with a label that's neutral. And this is something that one of my really good friends taught me is just like, what if it's just, I feel funny. I'm not sure how it feels right now, but give yourself the space to not assign a positive or a negative emotion to it right away. Mm. Because that's exactly what you're saying, right? Like with the testing for your kids, it's just uncertain. And maybe that's not bad because, hey, cool, you're learning something new. I was just telling this to my therapist yesterday. She was like, how do you feel about going back to school? Like we're going back to school. And I was like, well, it's kind of like, it's 
funny. Like it's all over the place. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. one moment I'm like, fuck, I'm yeah. I'm going to get COVID. And then the next moment I'm like, all right, I get to pull up my sleeves, be on the front line and like do something really meaningful and help children of who are our future get a proper education. Like totally it's like somewhere between those two. Um, and then like maybe some back and forth, but like you said, it's like, I don't, it's not bad. I don't have a bad feeling. I also don't have a good feeling. It's kind of yeah. just neutral. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I like I, I signed up for it. This is my choice. You know, yes. I signed up for yes. it. Um, yes. so I'm going in. Yes. Um, and I wanted to, to, uh, loop back to the, um, the golden nugget of like things being easy, but like, it's okay yeah. to allow like that, that, whole, that is scary. Right. Because for our whole lives, yeah. we've been told we're that freaks, yeah. We're, yeah, we're all control freaks for yeah. uh, like those of us who are like go-getters naturally, you know, like we like grew up with that, like either we had an entrepreneur around us, so we just have this thing inside us that just makes us want to just like go, go, go. Um, mm-hmm. It's, that's a scary, hard <laughs> thought, uncomfortable. This It's thing. a funny thought. It's a it's funny, a funny thought. thought to think yeah. things could just be easy. Um, when we've been conditioned to think that they're always going to be hard. And then also kind of like thinking of the word hard as a good thing. Like you think mm-hmm. like when I think like work hard, I think of like, uh, like, a, a, I think male, honestly, I think like a male, like, I think like my grandpa, like, like working, you know, 90 hour weeks, to keep this business going, coming home mm-hmm. late, like taking off the tie and the suit jacket. Like that's what I think about when I think hard work or like the construction guys who are out there in the sun all day. And, and the, you know, like that's what I think of hard, n- not like, which is not really, you know, like sitting at a computer learning new software or I don't know. I just, I, th- I think that, um, maybe it's time in society um, to reshape kind of like our understanding of um, what gets you to the life that you deserve. And maybe that it's not, you're, you don't have to like suffer all the time. You yes. can, you yes. can make hard fun. And it all goes back to what we believe to mm-hmm. be true. We are going to look to prove ourselves right and that for me I had a belief that it was supposed to be hard or scary or difficult to start a business when in actuality as I was doing it it was okay and there were uncertain parts of it and there were unsure parts of it and that was kind of cool to figure out and scary but it's, it's, I think you're really like, you said something very powerful, Melise, about how, what the meaning that you assign to the words are and what the emotion that you assign to the words that you're using are. And that that is what's going to, to ultimately create the reality that you live in. It goes back to what we were talking about of when you're in a bad mood, you create these bad solutions, crappy solutions that create crappy outcomes that create a bad mood versus the opposite. And so it's, okay, just be careful with yourself and kind to yourself of how are you treating your mind and your thoughts to 
see what are the outcomes that you're yielding. Yeah. Love it. That's beautiful. And so to, um, I have one more topic that I wanted to, to chat about or one more, it's not really a question. It's just something that I'm, sure. I want to hear your thoughts on, um, in being completely yourself. And I know we had a little bit of a breakthrough on this, this week, actually. Yeah, like Wednesday, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When was that Monday? Yeah. Two, Wednesday, two days ago. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so we had a breakthrough, which I then followed up with another, like a deeper breakthrough of it with my therapist, um, which I love. Um, and it was that, you know, I was trying to put myself into this box and I had heard it from, um, it was, uh, the woman who wrote, um, period movement, mm. Nadia, I believe, um, I forget, I'll put her in the show note, but she had a video about how she had just gotten diagnosed with ADHD and she was kind of like elated about it because it's like, you find out that you have a certain yeah, a superpower. Chemical, yes. Yeah. Totally. Like it's, it's a chemical difference than other normal, you know, than like some yeah. other regular brains. And I, as someone who has been diagnosed with ADHD twice, yeah. um, <laughs> going on my third one that I'm like finally accepting, um, yeah. is that like creating a life that is completely yours. And I, there's a couple of things that currently like I am thinking about on this is like, creating solutions that work for you and you alone. Like for example, what we're working on, what you have me working on, which is um, procrastination. How maybe procrastination is just my work style and I do better when I'm under pressure. So waiting till the last possible minute that I'm able to have enough time to do it, like to be yes. still on time um, is the way that I work while somebody else is going to be doing an hour a day like that never worked for me and this is what the um not i think it's her name is nadia was saying is like i've been conditioned to think my whole life that focus on one task at a time why are you why is your yeah. brain in seven different locations and it's like i just that's just like how my brain works like my brain yeah. works like this it does not work like this and how do i harness the beauty of that, instead of looking at it as a disability or as a fault. Um, yeah. And so how, you know, what, what's your advice or your thoughts for somebody who, who is trying to fit themselves into that mold, whether it's like, I know you talk a lot about like, um, uh, cause uh, training with your trainer and, and how, like, and mm. I was thinking about this today and I, I want to write something about it because I'm seeing so much like body conversations, yeah. like, and, and a lot of shame on like all angles of it, which is, which is a shame in itself of like, like if I want to be 115 pounds of, and like muscular and skinny and like, that's what I want to be. Cause that's how I love myself best. And that's how I feel my best. That's my choice to do that. If somebody like likes their curves and wants and like enjoys being like more voluptuous and like having more more of a voluptuous body and that's what they they've created, then that's their choice. Like I think mm -hmm. we've we've been told that like skinny is healthy and we've been told that you know this, this, and this. But ultimately it always goes back like, and this is like the most beautiful thing that I've learned in, in our sessions together is like, it always goes back to like what each individual wants. And, yeah. and so how does somebody like somebody who's listening, who's like, 
taking notes and like, you know, and it's like, yeah, put the pen down <laughs> yeah. and put the pen down and, and think about what you want, not what Maylise wants, not what Sarah not wants, not the life that we've created for ourselves, but what do you want to create? And what's your advice for that person? Yeah. So, um, my advice it's multifold. So let's just see what comes out of my mouth as it's a I big, talk. It's a big question. I know, so. right? <laughs> um, I think the first thing would be like, give yourself a fucking break. Like you don't have to have some miraculous, beautiful answer for your meaning of life, for why you do things, right? Like because I want to feel good or I don't want to feel like shit is a great place to start. And that is more than enough, my friend. So starting there of like, remove like and maybe you it's it's having a resource or a friend right we've talked about all the different kinds of resources to talk through like giving yourself permission you know a, a great question that um it has been really powerful for me is what would need to be true about me or my life that could happen right or what would i need to say to myself for this to feel true or for this to feel right. So starting from this space of like, just removing some damn pressure, you don't have to get this right, right? Go about this from like, this can be easy and we can figure this out. And that then to think about like, I think humans perform better, enjoy their lives better and actually get better results. And I've seen this um, time and time again in my coaching um, when we feel good. And that the way to feel good is to do things that bring us happiness and bring us joy, right? So um, there are very few times, if any, that I've given you negative feedback, right? In our coaching. And that's super intentional, right? Because if you feel like shit, you're not going to be motivated to want to do more. And there's actually, there's um, there's a really cool show called 100 Humans on Netflix. And um, 100 Humans did a... um, you should watch it. You would probably really like it. I just it. wrote it down. Yeah. It's, um, they do a really interesting episode where they're teaching people how to like balance a plate on a stick and like spin it. And they do this experiment where 50 of the hundred humans, they give really positive feedback to and 50, they give only negative feedback to. And the 50 who got positive feedback just performed better because they didn't feel like crap about themselves. And so why am I talking about this show on Netflix and giving yourself positive, giving positive reinforcement when we're looking to create a life that feels complete for you. Well, I'm doing that because it's so important to look at what are the aspects of your life that feel really good. And maybe there are aspects of your life, maybe you're like, well, there aren't a whole lot of things in my life that feel good. And maybe it's, okay, when in your life have you felt good? Or what might feel good? Or what would need to be true in my life for me to feel better that I could really control. So starting from a place of take some pressure off, allow yourself to play with the idea of what might actually just feel good and feel fun. You know, and if it's, oh my God, I am so overwhelmed and weighed down because my house is such a mess that I can't get from point A to point B then maybe feeling better for you starts with a little work, right? And that that work is organizing your home so you can enjoy the space that you're in. Or maybe it's 
in this pandemic right now, I don't have any private time to myself when I can just turn off my brain and be because I live with and work with whoever the folks are that are in my household. So maybe it's finding space, right? Like you're so good about like being outside in nature and just going for a walk to give yourself some meditative space and some quiet. So starting with, and I recommend this for folks, like capturing in whatever way feels good for you. Maybe it's a list, maybe it's voice messages, but putting it down on paper and whatever your paper is, right? Um, that could be electronic, that could be audio. Um, what are things that genuinely bring you joy, make you happy, or could bring you joy or make you happy? And start there and see what themes maybe come from that. Are there any similarities? Does that point you in any kind of a direction? Um, and there's a really cool book. Um, it's a book called Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and another guy whose last name I'm not thinking of right now. Uh, yep, not gonna figure it out right here, but um, that's a really cool, they have some fun brainstorming exercises then based on things that bring you joy and bring you happiness to then start to offshoot, okay, well, how might that then turn into parts of my life or parts of my career? But to start by giving yourself a break and starting to bring more things into your life or invite or allow more things into your life that would create some space for happiness and joy. Hmm, I love that. Um, I love that. And, and if I can add to that, just because again, like I just went through it, I know what it feels like when on the questionnaire of like, what was mm. how, like, what's going really well for you? Like kind of like struggling to answer that and being like, yeah. nothing, like nothing's going well. And then like, just progressively being like, everything like it's everything's going well and like being because you also get really comfortable in the sadness and the sappy yeah. and the the, mm -hmm. the gossipy energy you know like it's easy to get comfortable in that 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 and sometimes it is a chemical imbalance in our brain so also accepting help where we're yeah needed. um but and I think like one thing that I really like want to add to that as well if I can is like I think in order to be completely yourself, you have, you have to stop comparing yourself to others. Like mm. you have to stop comparing yourself to others. And, and I'm saying that because of all of the, like, you know, the, like, I just started a transformation challenge and I was having a conversation with, with a friend where we were both like, oh, you know, we both had eating disorders. So like the idea of like a transformation challenge is like, and like weighing yourself and the numbers and like people are like doing their body scans and they're sad about it. And it's like, oh, well, that person's got less body fat than me. And like, oh, I'm going to, you know, crawl into my hole. Yeah. And it's all like, listen, if you are happy at whatever amount of body fat and whatever weight you are, then stay there. Like, yes. who cares? If you're not though, if you're not though, then figure out what that looks like and get there. But don't include other people into that yeah. cycle. Don't include yeah. like, you know, oh, I want to be like this person, you know, because then you kind of like negatively mm -hmm. attach yourself to someone else. And it's like, yeah. you know, you, you don't have to, you don't do that. Like if, yeah. I'm like right now, I don't feel like I'm at my best body, but I've learned enough tools to know that like, I can also be happy in this body right now. And mm -hmm. I also know that like, if I want to be at my best body, I'm going to have to work out four times a week. 
Yes. And I'm going to have to better my nutrition. And also people were living in a fucking pandemic. Like you don't have to be your best self right now. You don't. You don't. It's okay. Yeah. Like removing, and I, you know, you're, you're so right about this. And I, so I'll, I'll tell a, just a quick funny story. I, um, for a really long time, I took a gym class called 305 Fitness, which is basically if um, Zumba and P90X had a baby and then they put a house DJ in the background. So um, live, and th- 305 music. from 305 my- Fitness. Yes, exactly. And um, so fun. And it, it's this class in the before times where so studio full of people and there's a live DJ in the back playing house music and like, right. And then there's this like amazing instructor in front of you. And I have this like really vivid memory of this instructor saying at the beginning of the class, he said, no one's looking at you. He said, yes, look to your right. There's a person there. Look to your left. There's a person there that looked in front of you and look behind you. Yeah. You're surrounded by people right now, but guess what? You're about to be shaking your ass and running around so damn hard that only the only thing that people can do is focus on themselves. Even with right, like all the crap on Instagram and all the pressure and all the things, guys, if someone cares enough to be cutting you down, this goes back to what I said at the beginning. That's a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves and just exactly. And it's no one is looking at you. Like give yourself the permission to do what you want because you can't lose what's for you. And if those people give a shit, guess what? They're not for you and it doesn't matter. So yeah, I just, and also for us, and also for us to check ourselves on not being that troll, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, because it's mm-hmm. easy, it's easy when we're unhappy Preach. with ourselves to like look at others and say, oh, like, you know, how dare they have this goal when they already have this thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, it, why it, is that creeping up for you? Why is that what's showing up? Right. And like, who are we to yuck their yum. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not yuck our yums. Let's just, let's, and again, it all, it it, like the, the body, the body shaming and all that, like, I think it's all come to the surface so we can abolish it. You know, I think a lot of things are coming to the surface so we can abolish them. Um, and I think that, um, I think a big understanding and a big part of that is also not shaming people for like not shaming people for having any type of goal. It's like, Mm -hmm. if you, and, and going back to the completely, you know, you're being completely yourself. What do you want? Like, you know, maybe you want to be like thick and you like having that thicker look and that's what you want. And like, that is beautiful. I'm not going to judge that. And if somebody tries to judge my goals, you know, like I know how that feels. So I'm not going to judge somebody else's goals. And I think it's like kind of where we want to get to is like, I have the weirdest things that I want to do with my life that somebody else might look at and be like, she is weird as shit. But, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, like, well, you guess know, what? they're not living your life. Exactly. And nobody is living each other's lives. So, you yeah. know, I, I think it's, um, it's an important part of, of this work on like creating a life that is completely yours and that mm-hmm. you, you know, in kind of exploring that. So I know we went on a little bit of a, a tangent. No, I love it. Um, I love it. But yeah, so on that note, um, that is pretty much all that I I know we I could talk to you for for hours just, and hours, which is why <laughs> which is why I hired you to be my coach. Yup. Um, so um, 
at the end of every episode, we pick a mantra, which I typically pick from a jar of mantras, which are over here. So these are like hey. yogi tea mantras. Oh, I love um, this. But I oh, see that like, you have you mean, one. You mean like yeah. this? Yeah. Can I read it? So I'm going to let you just read your self-picked one. Yeah. Wait, that's so beautiful. I didn't even plan it. Okay, so mine, for those of you who can see the camera. Oh, this is so good. Are you ready for this? Given I'm the ready. conversation we just had, it says spread the light and oh. be the lighthouse. I love that. Spread the light and be the lighthouse. And what does that mean for you right now? As I like choke on the string from the beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, spread the light and be the lighthouse. To me right now means do the things that light you up inside of you for you and allow that light to illuminate out to attract and bring those ships to you that are for you and to help the ones that are not for you just swim away mm. oh i love it so much i didn't even think about it that way i was like i was like sarah you are my lighthouse <laughs> <laughs> no you're your own i mean i love I've, that it's yeah. like also like you are your own lighthouse doused in yellow and gold right like and that is such a beautiful like yes and it's you know you allow your light to attract those who are for you that our light has attracted each other you know us into our lives collectively and that like do those things that feel good and feel right and feel joyful for you because that is going to ripple out and just bring more of that to yourself and to this world. And gosh, we all need that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So any last words before we close? Thank you. And I love you. And this was so fun. And I really, I feel so honored to be invited into your community and to be here on this 30th episode and congratulations to you for this milestone um, I'm honored to be a part of it. So thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So to close, I was, at, I meditated right before our session, our, our session, right before <laughs> our session, right before this yeah. episode. Um, and one big thing that came through that's on my list of things to do every day on my tracker is prayer. And I've been reading this prayer every day. And so I'm going to check off my list right now um, for today and close uh, this episode with a prayer for direction. I love that. Great. So if you're listening, you can close your eyes just for a moment. Take a deep breath in and let it out. Relax your body. And a prayer for direction. Dear God, please show us the right action right now. Please bring a sign and a miracle that gives clear direction. May we hear the promptings of our own body. And if for some reason we are about to head the wrong way, please stop us. Amen. Amen. And I will close the podcast with the bell. <laughs>